Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. So Easter is officially over. But we can still say, Christ is risen. He is risen because actually every Sunday of the church year is known as a little Easter. So we can do that every Sunday. Actually, you can do it every day. Because that's the message. Without Christ rising, we would not be celebrating Pentecost, which is today. And so... Um, in our sermon text, we're going to look at the Old Testament lesson today. It's from Genesis chapter 11. It's that story of the Tower of Babel. Maybe some of you know it, some of you don't, and you have no clue where I'm going probably. Maybe I don't either. We'll see. Um, but as always, we pray that, that as, as we hear God's word through the hymns and the songs we sing, uh, through our liturgy. Um, most certainly through the body and blood of Jesus Christ and hopefully through the sermon that our faith is strengthened as it prepares us to go out into a wild and crazy world out there as we share Jesus by loving other people. Let's sing our opening hymn, O Holy Spirit, enter in.
please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Lord said, come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. In the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The Holy Spirit has worked faith in our hearts so that we may hear the good news about our Savior. But our sins are always before us. Let us therefore confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God. In eating, God created our first parents from clay of his good earth. When they ate their forbidden fruit, the word became clay himself to pay for our sins and rise victorious. Our Heavenly Father has molded you. Christ's peace is with you. And the spirit is in you to enkindle your heart. I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We sing hallelujah, let praises ring.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, on this day, you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, her Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. From Genesis 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick from stone, bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of a man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. God. Our second reading comes from Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rest on, on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in their own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Lamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Scipia, Caphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Serene 
and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabians. We hear them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced. Because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Please be seated. You have any children that would like to come up for the children's message? I'll sit here with you guys this morning. So how are you guys doing? Is it a great day? Yeah? Big smile. How nice. Well, you know, a a long time ago, everybody spoke the same language. There was only one language, and they all spoke it. And in our Old Testament, it tells us that um, they did some things they shouldn't do, but we'll get that in a second. I want to ask you a couple things. Do you speak more than one language? Some Spanish and English, because that's two. Do you speak more than one language? Baby language. Baby language. I love it. All right, you got two also. So I'm going to teach you, all right? So you, so you guys can learn five new languages, all right? Well, maybe not five. So in English, we say hello, right? So in Spanish, do you know how to say hello in Spanish? Hola. Hola. Very good. So you just, you just taught this whole congregation. So should we see if they listen? All right, so repeat after me. Hola. Hola. We did okay. So in Italian, you know know Italian? So Italian has the same word for hello and and also for goodbye, and it's simply ciao. Can you say that? Say ciao? Yeah, you all can say it too. Now this one, how about Japanese? Can you speak Japanese? Yeah, neither can I. So this one's going to be a fun one, right? All right, so it's, it's... Konichiwa. Can you say that? Very good. How about them? Konichiwa. Konichiwa. Wow, they did better than me. That's pretty good. And then in Hawaii, Hawaii also has the same word for hello and goodbye. Do you know what that word is? Vacation. (laughs) Well then, that's a whole new way of saying hello. It's aloha. Can you say aloha? I bet you they can because they all want to go to vacation there. So, aloha. All right, let's see. One more. So do you know where the continent of Africa is? It's far, far away. And it's big, and there's a lot of people live there. And some people speak Swahili. So I'm going to tell you hello in Swahili. And believe it or not, it's not that tough. Jumbo. Can you say that? Jumbo? That's, that's pretty good. They did okay. You did better than they did, though. So. So, so God let everybody speak the same language, and then they all moved to this place that later on would be called Babel. Babel is, sounds like the, the Hebrew word for confusion, and, uh, but we'll tell you why that happened. So the people there, they got, came together and said, you know what? We're pretty smart people, and we're going to build this tower, and we're going to build it to heaven, and people will say, well, how wonderful, how magnificent they are. In fact, they might even look at us as if we were God. You think God was happier or not? Probably not. He was not. There's only one God. Very good. So God comes down, and he walks among the people, and he goes, we're, this is not going to be a good thing. So you know what he did? He made all these different languages. And nobody there could understand anybody else. And that's how they get the word babble which 
sounds like gobbledygook if I was to talk to you in a language you didn't know. And close to the Hebrew word for confusion. And, and why did God do that? People do think that they're God, don't they? And it is not true. You could teach this lesson. You know? You're doing great. So, so what happened with the people? The people spread out all over the world now. And they had to depend, again, on God. Because God is the one who's magnificent, right, and great, and he is the only God. And what God wants us to do then as, is we, as we get to a point that we can talk to other people is to share the word in our language to people in our language. And if we know more than one language, like you know a little bit of Spanish, you can tell people about God in Spanish also. And so that's how they hear and they come together and they realize that bigger than all of us is who? God. Good. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us with language so that we can tell people about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our song of the day, Glorious Day.
uh, Genesis 11, 1 to 9. Uh, and we're going to look at, obviously, language to a certain extent. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So on the eastern plains of Shinar, some 2,200 years before Christ, men had a meeting of their minds, and they talked. They talked about the plains and they, that they had inhabited, and, and it's a very nice piece of land, and, and they talked about what are we going to do here. And it was over this piece of land that they made a decision that was not pleasing to God, which caused God to change their language and separate man from him. And he gives us the story of our Old Testament lesson, the Tower of Babel. God was in charge. He was in charge for thousands of years, and he's still in charge today. No matter how many planes you and I make or how many plans we make, in the end, his will, God's will, will be done, whether you and I like it or not. And so in Genesis, they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So in that one sentence, we find out what the purpose was for trying to build such a tower. First was to make a name of ourselves. And the second, so we won't be scattered over the earth. To make a name for ourselves and not to be scattered all over the earth. These two purposes in building were directly contrary to what God wanted them to do. God created man to give him glory, to spread his name. And God directly, you might remember, told Noah to fill the earth and increase in numbers. But the more ability that man was given, the more arrogant man became. The building of their tower wasn't so that they could get closer to God. It was so that they could tell the world, we are God. We don't need God to get to heaven. We can build our own tower and get to heaven on ourselves. I'm sure you all remember the World Trade Center. If you remember when it was being rebuilt, there was a big ceremony of putting the top being placed on top because that would bring it to 1,776 feet, kind of tying in with independence, right? An engineer said this, and I quote, the World Trade Center should, because of its importance, become a living representation of man's belief in humanity, his need for individual dignity, his belief in the cooperation of men, and through this cooperation, his ability to find greatness. Think about what that man was saying. I believe if we shrink it down, that he was, he was saying that the World Trade Center was evidence of the ability of man, man's greatness. And if you look out in the world today, yesterday, for a long, long time, this is still the way man always naturally thinks about his inventions and his accomplishments. It makes him think, I can do anything through me instead of through him. That desire for greatness drives people more than you'd think 
So, so why do you think parents are so afraid to discipline their children today? Did you ever ask yourself that question? Because there are a lot of parents who don't want to discipline. Where they're worried about their children, what their children will think of them down the road when they're older. Why do you think sports stars aren't satisfied with being great athletes? Let me try that again. Athletes. Um, but you got to win the Super Bowl to be famous or the World Series. Or all the hubbub today is that Seth Curry, he's never said this, but everybody else says that he has to win the NBA championship to solidify his greatness. They're all consumed about the legend that they leave. That's the hard part for us. Take a good look at yourself. Do you find yourself getting upset because nobody recognizes you at home or at work or even at church? Are you constantly consumed with how appreciated you should be? Are you angry with us, with Trinity, because you don't feel you're reaching your full potential? And if those are the cases, then you need to ask yourself, what is your purpose in life? If you think that your life is worthless because you aren't getting any recognition, then how different is it from Nimrod? Nimrod was the builder of the tower of Babylon. And simply, that's all he wanted to do was to make a name for himself as a great hunter and a great builder. That's not, again, what God made you for or me for. Life isn't about how many people can notice you or your abilities and how big of a building you or I can make. It's not even about displaying all of our abilities. That's all a form of work righteousness. You see, God made you to give glory to him. He made me to give glory to him. Even if you've done great things for the world or for our congregation, if you've only done it to make a name for yourself, what good are you? What good am I if that's what I do? You might be good for man, but you'd be no good for God. You and I would be nothing but another Nimrod. Remember how God responded to this gathering of men? The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. And this is what he said. If as one people speaking the same language that they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. The Lord recognized the potential for man to do many, many great things if he was able to work together. The problem was that if man was able to be so successful in life, he would feel no need for God. He would, in fact, live to defy God. And quite frankly, to simply be his own God. Therefore, God had no choice. He had to tear the tower down. He says, come, let us go down to confuse your language so they will not understand each other. Instead of using a bulldozer or a bomb blast, God had a different way of tearing down the tower by attacking from within and confusing their languages. Picture that scene. Here they were, giving orders and carrying bricks and proud of what they were doing, mixing up tar and producing great in a mighty city. Imagine the foreman saying this, take these bricks over here and bring them over here. 
And you're standing there now, not having a clue what he said. And simply you'll say, what? What? Nobody can understand anymore. It's not only what had been confusing for them, but it probably was kind of scary. And if you think about it, this judgment on man was in many ways worse, worse than the flood. The flood killed millions of people in one fell swoop. But the confusing of languages has caused the death of many more millions of people throughout history. And language still divides us today. If you think about it, this curse on man has caused huge divisions in mankind throughout the ages and many more deaths than you and I will ever know. From that point on, what happened? So the Lord scattered them from, from there to all over the earth and they stopped building the city. And that is why they called it Babel, because the Lord confused their language. Without a bomb, without a bulldozer, but with an awesome display of strength over the tongue, God caused man to spread out over the entire earth, whether man wanted to or not. When man wanted to play God, God played with man's tongue. He would not be rebelled against. He would not come down from his throne And when God pronounces a judgment, no matter how smart you are, how strong you are, or how united you think you are, our towers will fall also. In the midst of these trying times that we live in, we need something to bring us together. We need something to get us talking again. We need to start, start, start by forgiving one another, getting along with one another. We need some bonds, some unity again. Everyone that has desires to have some kind of fellowship. But the sad thing is that all over the world, we are finding unity among hatred and sin. Politicians find unity in hating other politicians. All you have to do is look at all the coming races that you're going to vote for on Tuesday here in Shasta County, Reading, Tehama County. It's all about how I can paint an ugly picture of you. Greedy entrepreneurs find unity and common goals to make it rich. We even see pastors of congregations unite over worship style or versions of the Bible you use or who we want to be our synodical president. Mission styles, mission outreach projects, and the list just goes on and on and on. So we unite and we say we're Democrats, we're Republicans, we are conservatives. We are liberals. We are the true Lutherans. What do we really unite around? Nothing but bricks and mortar. In the long run, it does no good. We need a stronger, stronger glue, a tighter tar, if you will, something that can't fall from within. Fifty days after Jesus' resurrection, the disciples were in a house in Jerusalem, not preaching, probably scared for their lives, that was when the Holy Spirit descended upon them. Through a tongue of fire, the Holy Spirit rested on each of them. Then the Holy Spirit changed their tongues so they could speak in different languages. It just so happened that many people from all over the world were in Jerusalem at that time. They came to give um, to, to the, their first fruits to God. In, in their harvest, grain harvest feast. 
And with some miraculous ability, these disciples made use of that by telling about God, telling about Christ who rose from the dead. And the, the, the Acts text that Phil read tells us that the Holy Spirit descended upon and 3,000 people were baptized in one day and became Christians in the church crew. The gift of Pentecost is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the only thing that can truly unite us to one another in the true Christian love. When we all know that we are all sinners who have deserved God's wrath, and yet we're saved by the blood and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It unites you and me. It unites us with not only Lutherans, but fellow Christians around the world. It makes us realize and say, if God could be so merciful to send his son to die for me, then I can be patient and forgiving of my brothers and sisters too. I can say, I forgive you. I can even say, I love you. It's those kinds of words that unite us. We have a common faith and a common and forgiving God. The gospel of Christ and his forgiveness is the only thing that can truly bond us and the world together. It's the Holy Spirit that builds our congregation and the invisible church higher than any tower of Babel because our speech is united. We all say together, I believe in Jesus Christ. Can you say that? I believe in Jesus Christ. So the engineer who, who I cited at the beginning of this message this morning thought the World Trade Center was a symbol of how great man could be when he cooperates. When two planes flew into the Twin Towers, I don't think anyone knew that they would actually crumble. But crumble they did. With the fall of the Trade Center and the fall of the Tower of Babel, isn't that also symbolic of how far man's cooperation will get him? It shows us how far faith in man will go. We may be able to unite and do so seemingly, seemingly great things, but we also are very able to self-destruct and do terrible things. And with our own self-destruction, God bids us to go to a building that can never, ever fall. We have the greatest builder and designer than any Nimrods. The Holy Spirit has built our family and our congregation on a stronger foundation than rock and stronger bond than tar. He has built his church on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our church, built on the gospel, is constantly under attack. But through faith in Christ, you and I and our church will not fall. As long as we stay in the gospel, the holy Christian church will last into eternity. On Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit builds a tower that will never fall. Now, it's our turn to go and tell. Amen. Let us pray. Well, heavenly and gracious Father, we thank you so much for the life and the death and the resurrection of your Son. Help us to unite with all Christians, to stand together in preaching Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and to be one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and now confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty. Let us pray. Lord, grant your blessings on the church here in all places, and you will confirm it in the gospel. Inspire it with unity and conquer, and extend and prosper it throughout the world. Grant that the Holy Spirit continually call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify the church, and keep it in the one true faith. Lord, in your mercy. Confident of your care, we, we pray for our families, those who share in our Christian fellowship and join with us in worship, and for all who are part of the household of faith. Also, we pray for those with special concerns and needs this day, those who are hospitalized, those who are grieving, the unemployed, the underemployed, the chronically ill and shut in, and all those in need. We pray for these members in our congregation, Chet Kilgore, Sandra Clark, Sophie Pittock, Steve Westall, Linda Miller, Jan Price and her sister, and Gaylene. Grant that the Holy Spirit move us to be those who live out our gospel calling in deeds of love. Lord, in your mercy. Bless, we pray you, the nations of the world, that there be times of peace and security. Remember in grace our schools, hospitals, homes, for the ages and all charitable institutions. Bless those who minister to human need, whether of body, mind, or spirit, and grant them wisdom, strength, and love for you and those in their care. Let your blessing rest upon the seed time and harvest, commerce and industry, leisure and the arts, and culture of our people. Take under your special protection those whose toil is difficult or dangerous, and be with all who contribute to the well-being of our society. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, we thank you for all those faithful people whose words and actions have guided us in the past, especially remembering those no longer with us on earth, who now share in your eternal presence. By the working of your Holy Spirit, direct us to walk your servant way throughout our lives until that day when we share in the marriage supper of the Lamb and in your glorious presence in heaven. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who ascended above the heavens and sitting at your right hand, poured out on this day the promised Holy Spirit on his chosen disciples. For all this, the whole earth rejoices with exceedingly joy. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying.
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing your grace is enough. So remember you.
Amen. Please be seated. We have any announcements this morning? Lord? Hi. It is the first of the month, so it's Might Sunday, and someone's going to speak about that. Yes? Yes. Um, but I just want to share, wow, what a sermon. How humbling. It was just like really amazing. Um, July 3rd, Sunday, July 3rd, there is going to be a picnic brunch for all people who want to bring friends and for our fellowship. Um, It's going to be in our back patio, hot dogs and um, potato salad and chili, and we're going to have a cook-off. So bring your favorite recipe of either um, chili or potato salad. There's going to be fun and games Um, egg toss, which is always fun, Um, horseshoes, maybe a tug of war, and maybe even squirt guns. Since we're respecting our drought, we can't have total water play in the backyard. So it sounds like we all need to find some local children and bring them to this fellowship party. So um, thank you. Thank you, Laura. Barbara? Good morning. Thank you, Laura. Today is the uh, first Sunday in the month, which means that it is also LWML Sunday, Lutheran Women's Missionary League. We meet after church the first Sunday. We are inviting all of the ladies to join us if you wish. We'd love to have your company for fellowship. And we, we discuss um, what activities we're going to be working on to raise money for whatever cause we're going to use it for. We would love your input and your um, uh, yourself. Also, we will be having a lunch after the meeting. So um, please try to join us if you can. If you can't, it's always next month. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Any other announcements? Hey, Ella, come on down, or up, depending on what way it is. Good morning. I am here to talk about the spaghetti feed that will be, when is it, June 17th. And I think I told you the last time the wrong hours. It's 5.30 to 6.30, not 6 to 7. So, but we'll be there as long as you guys are there. So, um, but it's 6.30, 5.30 to 6.30. I'll get that right one of these days. And then, so it'll be a drive through And so you'll just drive all the way down through the parking lot. And we'll be handing the food out by the gym. Um, I'm selling tickets today. They're $10.00. For, per plate, um, and we still need some donations of spaghetti sauce, noodles, and French bread. Miss Laura has already brought us a whole bunch of food. Thank you. Um, I will have a donation box in the fellowship hall 
that anybody can just stick it in whenever you guys come. Um, and this might sound a little weird, but if anybody has large crock pots, that is what we are going to cook our spaghetti in. It's actually very amazing, it's wonderful, and it's quick. Um, so we could borrow as many as you guys are willing to let us borrow. Thank you. Thank you, Ella. And the benefit for? Thank you. The benefit is for um, remodeling our um, preschool, um, hopefully for our little ones that we're opening up the new room for, under two, um, and flooring to replace in a couple of the rooms because they're looking pretty bad. Thanks. Thank you. Other announcements? Okay, I've got a few. This three. First, Donna's in the back, and she is selling script today. And there's so many different think cards you can buy to so many different places around town. Um, and we get a little bit of a refund from the use of all those cards, and it helps to benefit our preschool. So see Donna. And also at Donna's station, I, she doesn't know this. Maybe she doesn't know it by now. I put down a list of supplies that we still need for VBS. And so there's a supply list. If you're interested, pick it up and you can take a look at it. And it's a little bit different than years past where we just said, we need this, 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 this. So we put it together by station or spot. So like if you want to get duct tape and it's for the imagination station, just make sure you write imagination station and we'll get it to the right place. Because last year was great. We got so many stuff, but it was like on the middle of a table and it was like, oh gosh, who's going to get it first? Those of you who work, remember that. I got to get it first. So, so um, we, uh, this is, VBS starts a week from tomorrow. So we're going to be decorating this week, trying to finish everything up. And so if, uh, if you, uh, we were really blessed if you were, could help us out with the remaining um, supplies. Um, also, next Sunday, right after church, is the voters meeting. And uh, if you, you should have got the list of candidates for the officers, as well as to the boards, the, the elders and education. Um, if not, I don't know if we have hard copies in the back or not. Um, but uh, if you need one and you don't have one, let us know before you leave, and we'll get to your copy real quick. And the meeting, be, again, will be right after um, the church service. So I don't know about Bible study yet. We'll play that one by ear and see how fast the meeting goes or slow. I think anybody else, any other announcements? All right. Well, thank you all for being here today. Thank you all those of you who are online watching us and participating at home. Also, we are so blessed that, that so many people of you come here and you celebrate with us. And remember, um, it's not how great we are. It's how great our God is. Let's go in peace and serve, serve the Lord.